From west to east and kingdom to kingdom, you're listening to the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. Walt is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hey there, hi there, ho there, and welcome to episode 229 of the Diz Unplugged Connecting with Walt podcast. I am your host and Diz historian Michael Bowling, and I am joined by my co-host, executive producer, and good friend, Craig Williams. Craig, how are you today? I'm doing great. How are you, Michael? I'm doing well. Thank you. From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. the Disney Disneyland Edition Reunion Show. In this special episode, we will catch up with the Disneyland team, relive some of our favorite memories of the podcast, and maybe even share our thoughts about the present and future of the Disneyland Resort. Hello, everyone. I am your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by my good friends, Nancy Johnson. Hey! Mary Jo Mulata-Willie. Hello! Michael Bowling. Hey there, hi there, ho there! And Tony Spatel. Hello. Plus our special guest, Luella Loriola. Hi, everyone. And making it all happen, Mr. Craig Williams. Oh, oh hi, hi. <laughs> You didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> nope, did not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So how long's it been, everyone? Uh, it's 2017. Five years. Four and a half years. years. Too long. Mm-hmm. My kids in college already. That's how long it's been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lot. That's for a lot of us. Yes. Yeah. Was... Scary but so, true. Yes. Yeah, so we we talked a little bit behind the scenes last night, talking about how long it was, how many how many episodes we did. We actually started February of twenty. What did I say? Twenty eleven, and went through the end of 2017 um some some weeks we were doing three episodes for the first first couple of years we ended up with 730 episodes total i, I started to listen to, to episodes 729 and 730 last night and i'm like mm, no i'm not gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> not gonna do that i had to i had to like repractice the intro and Make sure I had all the words right and everybody in the in the right order. I actually had them backwards in my script. Not that it not that it's not that it's important, but like the way it flew up flew off my tongue it was the was the order from five years ago. So I had to had to well, change it. It sounded good to me. It gave me goosebumps. Yeah, it, sound, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. it sounded just yeah. like the old days. Yeah. Really <laughs> took took me right back. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Michael, for all putting all this together. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. My pleasure. I've been looking forward to this. 
This is where so, I got my start. People might not realize that, you know, Connecting with Walt is the spinoff show mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Disneyland edition. And I, I don't want to brag, but technically you could call me the person who killed the Disneyland show since I was the very last host for some reason hosting a Disneyland show from Orlando, Florida. So you're welcome. <laughs> we love you anyway. Oh, thanks. Um, so uh, should we get right into it, Michael? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's right. go ahead. All right. So what we were going to talk about first is catching up with all the team. Um, and I apparently I've been elected to go first. Uh, whew, okay. <laughs> you were so, the host. I know. Um, so what is really weird about the timing of this is three years ago this week is when Christy and I separated. Really? Wow. Has it been so, that long already? Yeah, yeah. Three years ago. Wow. Well, so we were on a cruise and things happened and we separated. Uh, my Facebook memories showed me pictures of us getting on the cruise today, the day we're recording. So funny. Um, Crazy. I know, right? Uh, so for those of you who didn't don't follow me on Facebook, um, la- July of whatever it was, 20... Uh, Am I 2019? Yeah, 2019. 2019. Mm -hmm. I came out. Um, My wife was, at the time, Christy was shocked, but eventually understanding. Um, We still had West to raise, so I moved down the hallway. Um, And that was the case for uh, two and a half years. got him raised and so now i started looking for uh, my own place and finally three months ago um i uh, two months ago i uh, got my own apartment and i'm on my own for the first time ever uh which is a little unnerving um but things are good i'm uh in a new new field that are kind of one of those things that kind of they hired me for something and then now I'm doing something in Delft entirely. I'm doing medical billing or, or insurance billing for a for an eye doctor, uh, which is like something I've never done before, but um, it's working. And uh, Christy is, is doing well. She was like the best roommate ever. Um, and West is has graduated from high school and going to do community college for a couple of years. Um, starting in the fall, and he's also going to do the uh, Fresno State Bulldog Marching Band, so he'll be able to go to community college, but do the the band from the from the the big university, which is kind of cool that they they set that up and allow that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't uh, know that. So you could cool. do that. That's, That's awesome. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, you know, the extended education or something like that. They you know they pull they they pull because at they're at this point they're like huge marching band for for such a you know regional college so to speak so when my daughter was in competitive um horseback riding we would go to competitions that were hosted down at fresno state which is huge huge 
Yeah. Yeah. And, and well, the campus is huge, but we saw the marching band practice and mm-hmm. they are absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, life is good. I'm happy, still single. Um, slide into my DMs. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, you are sleeping in my bed. I am. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Tony, do you have an announcement too? Uh, no, no. I know. I thought of making the joke, Tom, that you know we we decided to finally make our romance special. But um, no, I gave him my. I moved out and then gave him my bed. So I thought that was a nice. I have, I have Tony's bed and Tony's couch. So oh. yes, which helps yeah. helps fill out the apartment. I'm about a mile from what we you call the cultural center of Fresno. So I can basically walk to my favorite gay bar and stumble home from my favorite gay bar. So uh, it's good. I'm happy and good to hear. It's and so if I can vouch for you, good, Tom, yeah. seeing Christy and Weston, you, cause when we hear about my catching up and how I got back out here, but Christy was Christy, Tom was Tom and West was West. Like, yep. and it felt, it, it, it felt, felt very genuine and natural. And so just if anybody wanted to know that piece. Yeah. yeah. We, we are, we're, yeah. we're, we're, we're still a family. So. That's exactly. one. Except for the fact that you said you finished raising West, like you used well, to. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of funny, but yeah, no, yeah. no. He's, he, she says he's he's never leaving home. She's they, <laughs> he moved into my the bedroom I was in, made the extra bedroom a sitting room, and now she's talking about putting a door in the hallway so they can have a his own suite. So you know, <laughs> that's kind of cool. Anyway. Yeah. So, all right. Let's 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 keep going. How about you, Nancy? What's what's new with you? I'm alive. Yes. Um, <laughs> that's a big Thank huge goodness. thing. Yes. Thank goodness. Um, about, about almost a year ago, I basically had a cardiac arrest. Um, completely unexpected. Um, I've always had low AFib, which in case it's a in case you don't know what that is, it's an irregular heartbeat. Um, but apparently my AFib flipped and turned into ventricle fibrillation, which is apparently the worst kind of heartbeat you can have because it doesn't pump any blood anywhere to your body. So it's almost like you're you have to, you know, get shocked to get back to normal but i pretty much blanked out lost some oxygen so i don't quite have as great of speech as i used to um i certainly i'm not a fast talker anymore um (laughs) which some of you probably are thrilled about um but it was a rough experience i'm still not back to work i don't know if i'll be going back to work um in the process, I have two teenagers now. So we turned 17 in May, right after the podcast cruise. Um, and Lily turned 15 this year. So it's been an exciting realm of school and summer school. And it just keeps going on and on. Um, my husband was let go from Disney. Um 
a couple years back and because of that we don't get to the parks very much at all anymore even though we still have our dvc but with me being out of work and him starting a new business um which is a very cool business he's doing 3d prints of uh of all the theme parks and people look to expanding more towards like things like golf courses and we've had requests for that and football stadiums and things like that so it's it's a pretty cool thing and we're gonna actually have a booth at discon this year so i hope to see everybody at discon yeah and um i won't give the official plug but if you know where to find us you'll see it because i don't know if i'm am i allowed to give an official plug i don't see why not okay my husband's website is nano-scapes.com n-a-n-o-s-c-a-p-e-s.com and he has some amazing new color prints of like Disneyland and 8x10 and he's got some like 24 by 20 um, Disneyland Magic Kingdom um, we're working on Animal Kingdom now it's kind of a funky print so but we have Epcot we are working on the studios because unfortunately our research um, and development stuff is not uh, they haven't done flyovers since 2018 so right now magic are right now and disney of um disney studios is um i've lost words in this whole thing too so you'll have to pardon me if i'm not good with names anymore um yeah you know what i mean um so we don't have the studios yet as the half day park but we do have some really cool prints of like pandora and the tree of life and all that good stuff so we look forward to seeing y'all at discon and and hopefully you know it'll be fun Mm -hmm. i'm looking forward to it you sound great nancy you do you do. Thank you. I I really hope so. I really hope I don't sound like an idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> any other long-term uh, issues other than this beach, Nancy? Or um, I for a while there I had weakness on one side, but that seems yeah. to have passed. But doing things like going up the stairs is kind of hard. Um, I actually lose balance a lot and fall over randomly um which is very strange and i do that too but i well you do it when you're drunk i do it when i'm so (laughs) tom does that when he goes to the cultural in air quotes no i managed i managed to crack my wrist in the whole process of falling over one time so now i can't pull and push which is why i'm not sure if i'm gonna ever go back to hospital care as much as i love my patients i can't move them off gurneys anymore and with all the falling i feel like i'm gonna hurt somebody so that really worries the crap out of me 
And you don't want to hurt yourself too. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's been it's been a unique um set recovery, but we had our twentieth wedding anniversary this last year. So we spent it at uh Disneyland and got to do like Avengers Campus and all that stuff. So we had a we had a really good weekend. Uh, we got to see our friends the Tratners, who are friends of yours, I know too, Michael. Um mm-hmm. they were town and got to just have a really nice time and had the most amazing dinner at Napa. Good. Well, we'll talk more about Disneyland itself and our trips in a little bit. Definitely. But but we can but those of you who are listening know how how authentic we are is that one of us is at the tiki room right now. <laughs> and you can hear the birds yeah, sorry. thinking. <laughs> Tony, Tony, catch us up. Okay, well, Tom has my bed, and we'll just leave it at that and let everybody figure that out. No, so when I was last on the show, I think I had just moved because I was training teachers all over the place. So it was really weird for me to be on the show in a location and not in a hotel traveling when I was training teachers. And I moved, I think, basically for tax purposes since I was traveling all over to um, Orlando because, hey, I get to be next to Disney World for a while because I was still traveling, so it didn't matter. And still see Andrew the same, just on the company's dime. And then I knew that the great days of getting paid for training teachers was going to slowly come to an end. So I eventually got my – it was just too good to be true because it was a company – and as the company started getting bigger and getting more into textbooks and things, I knew that, and they started moving trainings to online. I went, okay, I'm not going to have my job much longer. So I still have my teaching credential. I finished my master's in admin thinking I was going to go be a principal. And um, I decided to, especially for teaching, uh, looking at different places in the country I wanted to go back to because Andrew's in college. We'll talk about that in a second. My pride and joy. And um, we... Um, we, um, I, uh, moved back to California. And so now I'm, and I, I went all, I looked at all over the country. I was willing to go to Arkansas, um, Vegas, they had to pay decent. Right. And, um, California, since I still have a California teaching credential, I got a job teaching steam or STEM, which is what I was training teachers in out here in Northern California. Not that far away. I apologize, Michael from you. In yes. um, Fairfield, California, which is between you can explain. Well, maybe I have to because I always explain things wrong because I'm still a SoCal person. So I've learned to stop saying the in front of in front freeways. Of freeways, still, yes, yeah. it's still hard. It's still very difficult. And I almost, for the first time, accidentally said "hella," and I almost lost my mind because no. I can't do that. We don't say that up here. No. Well, I can tell you, my students do, and so some of the teachers. But anyway, so I'm up here in uh, Vacaville, Fairfield. It's between, uh, let's say, San Francisco and Sacramento, not that far away from UC Davis. And I will be going back into the classroom next year with a fourth grade class for the first time in like, mm, I want to say like 15 years because I was training teachers. I was working at the district office. I decided I didn't want to be a principal because of all the red tape. I forgot California has a lot of that. And I went, you know what? I love being with the kids. That's what, I, that's what I'm passionate about. And so I'm going to go back. I'm going back in the classroom. And related to Disney, 
I really wanted my classroom to be set up at Cot, but I and I was thinking of having each there was going to be I was going to be Spaceship Earth, and then the kit each like table would have been either World Showcase or um, you know World of Motion things like that. But I realized I probably should do more Disneyland since we're in California. So and then all of my um because school year starting soon, all my kids are going to be um the instead of giving like jobs, I like just having five kids do everything. So they'll be Imagineers and I like pushing that out. So I'm excited to be able to do a lot of the stuff that I lost with my did like with my Disney stuff. I can bring it in my classroom. So that's awesome. And then my son who is freaking amazing is now let's, let's go with this. He is going to graduate from Notre Dame this in May. And he's uh, wants to still be a doctor. He took the MCAT, and for those of you who don't know, that's the get into medical school exam. Mm -hmm. And he gave me a number that sounded good. The best thing about my (laughs) son at this point is that if you and you'll, um, anyone who's, you know, got young ones know that I remember when he used to talk to me about SpongeBob and I would kind of just zone out. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Now he's talking to me about neuroscience and feedback loops and medicine, and I do this. Yeah, really? Okay, great. Because it's now over my head. <laughs> and now you want to talk I... about now you want to talk about SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. Now I'm like, <laughs> let's go back to the SpongeBob episode. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm so proud of him. He's a good kid. Good almost I guess he's he's an adult. And um so uh he's gonna take a gap year because apparently he wants to go back to California and apparently California and New York are the two states where they want you to build up your resume even more. So um, he got a good number on his MCAT. Sounded good to me. Um, and uh, he's going to, so he'll do a year like working at a hospital or something like that and then apply to med school. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's um, I'm getting all for, for clamped over my son because he is graduating this year. But um, I'm I'm trying to wrap my mind around that he's getting ready to graduate. Yeah. From the university. Yeah, he used to be a little like a little dude, and now he was so short like, when we first met him. Yes. Oh, he and luckily he got some of his mother's uh, height, and he's got to be five eleven because I was like, oh, poor guy, you're going to be my size, right? And then so um, no, and what's what's interesting is when we um when I was talking about moving and where to go, the one thing, and I'll bring it back to the podcast. Now we have adult conversations. And um, he said, the one thing that has always made you happy is Disney. I think you should go to Orlando. Like, see, having that insight, and it's just great to have a son who were, like, I'm, I'm still his father. And you still will keep uh, raising him, mm-hmm. um, because he messaged yeah. me, like, called his mom and I, and we were talking. And was like, really? Do we still have to solve this problem? I'm like, buddy, you're about to be a doctor. You need to start figuring some of this <laughs> stuff out. But he's, but he's, we're still his parents. Um yeah. But um, I, I couldn't be prouder, and I love him, and I'm hanging out with him. And um, I have a significant other out here who's a teacher that I teach with, who, of course, loves Disney. That was kind of a thing, like had to be. If you don't love Disney, then we're not. If you're not willing to go to Disneyland right after school and fly now, um, I wouldn't do it. So we're very happy living in Vacaville, and I'm very happy and content with my life and everything. So that's what's yeah. happening with me. Excellent. Uh, thank you, Tony. Mary Jo, what's new with you? Hi. Well, for me, uh, not too much has changed. I'm still working at the same aerospace company. Still live 25 miles 
west of Disneyland and sorry because you guys are going to hear the birds again. Um, still, um, well, I'm a, one of the webmasters for the Disboards. So for those of you who have a lot of fun getting no the, the little notes for me on the Disboards, hello. And my kids are doing well. I, I think this year, I know we're not going to go into detail, but I think I've probably been to Walt Disney World more <laughs> and I've been to Disneyland, which is kind of unusual. Um, and not too much. It's just life is really good. I'm just very blessed to have a, a good job, health, and my kids are great with a wonderful relationship with them, too. And I'm so happy that I can call everybody who's on this phone call my friend. So cool. Yeah. Aww. Did she marry Joe yeah. back in what, February? Oh, yeah, when you went on a cruise, yeah. Yeah, she drove me around everywhere, Long, not, Long not Beach. And... We were going to go someplace for dinner, and we took a, the, the opportunity. So Tom came out, and and uh, we took the opportunity to have dinner together, and I was going to take him someplace and kind of got carried away. We drove quite a distance, but we ended up in a really cool uh, little place where they, they cooked the, the fish was so fresh, yes, yeah. and they cooked it up for us right there. It's like our own day six I, adventure. Yeah, it was a day six <laughs> adventure. <laughs> wow, that's impressive. You remember, like, I was, wait, what? Oh, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> I struggled that one time. Uh, anything else yeah. to add, Major? Nope, that's it for me. Okay. Uh, Michael, I know your your listeners probably know what's what's going on with your life but catch us up a little bit if you would sure yeah because we'll probably have some folks that don't listen to this show like you pointed out tom the other night that well they'll be but they'll be old listeners for the disneyland show and say oh hey let's come over here so well the funny thing is is that when we went when we went on our christmas hiatus in 2017 you know i was already doing connecting with walt and it was, but it was, uh, I, I think Craig called it an event podcast where we would do it like four times a year for a month. And then Pete decided because of um, its popularity, it was going to go full time year round. And I told Pete, I can't do two shows like that because I'm still working full time and all that. So what was going to happen is I was being, I was coming out to be on the Walt Disney World show where we in January and we were going to announce that I uh, that connecting with Walt is going weekly, and then and I said and then I was coming back to be on the Disneyland show when we returned from our holiday hiatus, and then and then I was going to finish up the sixty years of Disneyland series, and then announce that I was leaving the show, and then and then Pete tells me. The hiatus is going to go longer, so you're going to announce now that you're leaving the Disneyland show, as and then because of connecting with Walt, and that threw me for a loop, and I didn't quite realize that the hiatus would last permanently. So um, anyway, so that was that. A uh, lot's gone on. Connecting with Walt has done very well. So those of you who enjoyed my history episodes on the Disneyland show. You can uh, thank you for the applause. You can um, also listen. You'll like connecting with Walt. And what's fun is when, like, um, sometimes Craig and I will pull over an episode of the 60 Years of Disneyland and put it on connecting with Walt. So all of you have been on this show. 
in cool. some form mm-hmm. or another. Because I for my royalties check, but okay. yeah, for your <laughs> thank you, Tom. I was talking about that. I have, but, a, I have a, a really quick correction. Sorry, Michael, for interrupting you, but you know us. Um, they will not like connecting with Walt. They will love connecting with. Oh, Walt. thank you. <laughs> Please yeah. continue. So, and Mary Jo's been on it a few times. So has um, Tony, actually, too. So as I only yes. get to say once. I only get to say once, and I beat the pants up with her again trivia. <laughs> well, yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah. When we used yep. to do the that trivia. That is the most stressed I've ever been was the trivia part. Like, yeah. I'm not talking about anything. Because <laughs> I'm thinking all these people that are listening know these answers, and I've always been the one that never knew any of the answers. And when the first time he did, I guess that's what I get for not having listened before. Yeah, those are <laughs> stressful. Yeah, yeah, that. we don't, and we don't do those segments anymore. But, um, but anyway, but yeah, they were they were fun and intense. But, and I was glad I was never on the hot seat. But folks might remember the ladies show that um, that yeah. Luella was on, and Mary Jo, and Nancy, and my wife Carol. So, folks not listening to this show may not know that she passed away three and a half years ago um, of cancer. And, and, you know, we were together 40 years um, from when we started dating when we were teenagers and all that. So it's, um, you know, you, you don't adjust to it so, you know, very well. So I'm still, you know, the, I'm st- you know, I go in and out of the grieving process and all that because, you know, my son and his family are in Pennsylvania. My son's a teacher. He just got a new full-time teaching position in, in high school and got hired to be the assistant um, varsity football coach. And so he's very excited about that. And um, my daughter lives in Monterey. She's a registered vet tech. So she's somewhat close by, but that was, so that, you know, was a significant change. In fact, we, Craig replayed a ladies show um, when Carol passed as a tribute. So again, all the ladies were, were on, on this connecting with Walt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I then came down with cancer a, f- um, a couple of years ago. I, uh, it was, and it was through just, a, you know, don't be afraid of those colonoscopies folks, because oh, yeah. what happened, first of all, because they put you out. So you have no idea what's going on, but they, um, they saw a shadow, on, and I thought I was going in for my back problem that I have, but they, when they called me in, they said, we need to talk to you because I had had a C scan for my a CAT scan for my back. And then I had this colonoscopy. And so they asked me to come in to discuss the results. And then they said, when I go in there, they said, do you know why you're here? And I said, well, yeah, I think for a problem with my back. And they said, well, sort of, because everybody had thought the doctor had already contacted me, and he had not. So then that's when I heard I had cancer. They had seen a shadow on my appendix. And they said, this is like a fluke. We would never have noticed this. And it turned out I had a tumor. So it was going to be routine, the surgery, but the surgeon perforated my bowel. And that resulted in months and months and months of recovery because it took them a week to figure out what had happened. And by then, I was septic and I had so many different infections. I was in isolation Uh, and all of that. It was pretty bad. I was actually close to not making it and um, because it had gone on so long. And then... (laughs) 
And then when and then I was unconscious for quite a while. When I came out of consciousness, uh, when I became conscious again, and then it was a few more days before I turned on the TV, the pandemic had hit, and the world had changed. And I thought, what happened? And all that. So it was many months of recovery and all that. But I'm doing fine and all that. So that was um, really good. And so, yeah, and connecting with Walt is just sort of chugging along and and doing great. And, um, you know, and I'm enjoying it. I'm, and I'm so happy that I'm still a part of the Diz and that, you know, I could have, and we could have this reunion show. But you might remember on the show... I used to always talk about when we, you know, my memories of you know early Disneyland because the first time I visited Disneyland, the park was uh, a couple years old, so I have a lot of a lot of firsthand experiences. But remember, I used to talk about the Carnation Cafe when they had ice cream sundays that had that were named after attractions. Well, I went to an event here in Old Sacramento where they were Marcy Carica Smothers, Disney historian, who's been on the show several times. It was honoring you all remember Chef Oscar, the yeah. Carnation oh, yeah. Cafe. Yeah. It was honoring his sixty years of service. First of all, he's in his mid eighties or late eighties. He is as sharp as attack. And all that. And very emotional about Disneyland, about knowing Walt. And he always said that he ran the Carnation Cafe the way Walt would have wanted him to. But one of the things that they did is they recreated the original menu and had a um, thick plastic with a place for him to sign it. It's the menu with all of those uh, Sundays. And I thought I would share them with you. So they had a couple of fancy Sundays, the Santa Fe Express. So that's the Main Street one. It's a miniature choo-choo, three scoops of ice cream, strawberries, pineapple, chocolate, banana wheels, marshmallow whipped cream. So pretty standard. They had a hot fudge banana royale, which this is the one I would have gotten. Hot fudge over two large scoops of vanilla ice cream, banana, chopped almonds, whipped cream, and a cherry. But then you get into the the different realms of the park at the time. In Frontierland, they had the Cimarron Sunday, vanilla and strawberry ice cream, strawberry and pineapple topping, chopped almonds, whipped cream, and cherry. Does that sound like something a cowboy would eat? Then that, <laughs> now, and then now this is the one that you would like, Tom. The old timer, an old fashioned treat made with peppermints. Well, listen to the ice cream. Peppermint stick ice cream. Strawberries, Ooh. pineapple, which I don't know how pineapple would go with peppermint Ew, ice yeah, cream. Whipped, yeah, whipped cream and cherry. But I always remember on the show, you lived for when the peppermint ice cream came out. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. So one we oh, uh, oh, by the way, that, that old timer was 50 cents. And the um, Cimber on Sunday was 55 cents. The fancy Sundays were 75 cents. This is the one that our family would get because we'd share it a bit. The Mammoth Matterhorn Mountain. This is in Tomorrowland. One of the world's largest Sundays. Five scoops of ice cream, sliced pineapple, five different Sunday toppings, sliced banana, chopped almonds, whipped cream, and cherries. One dollar. Wow. Yeah. Tomorrowland yeah. before they moved the Matterhorn to Fantasyland. That's right. Yeah, before they picked it up and moved it. And I, I've had listeners ask me how they've done how they did that. 
um, then then because nothing says the future like Hawaii. There's the Hawaiian Sunday, um, vanilla and strawberry ice cream with pineapple, strawberries, coconut, sliced banana, and sliced pineapple. So that's 75 cents. I think Carol would have liked that one. And then Fantasyland. They had the Peter Pan Sunday. Two large scoops of chocolate ice cream, marshmallow topping, chopped almonds, and whipped cream. That doesn't sound bad. Snow White Sunday, marshmallow Sunday, topped with grated coconut. So Peter Pan Sunday is fifty-five cents. The Snow White Sunday is fifty cents. Now Adventureland, I, I, this one is interesting. Lovers delight. Do you get amorous when you're in Adventureland? Um, so it's strawberry and vanilla ice cream, marshmallows and strawberry topping, chopped almonds, whipped cream and cherry. Sixty cents for that one. And then a Tahitian Sunday. Now, this is the one where you think they'd have vanilla or something. Or, I mean, I'm sorry, right. pineapple That's all what over I think it. they would have the pineapple, right? Yeah. But no, two scoops of vanilla ice cream with chocolate topping and salted peanuts. 50 that cents. doesn't sound very Tahitian to me. No, no, <laughs> no. no. Oh, that's the that one that should have pineapple. the coconut yeah. and yeah. all of that. They put pineapple on everything except for this one. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd share that with you because I just thought this was a lot of fun. So, um, it is. And they served it. It was a breakfast um, gathering that I was at. And there were a lot of connecting with a lot of listeners there that was really neat. And um, they served Oscar's potatoes. Ooh. At it, which is in the book. The recipe's in the book, Eat Like Walt. But that was always something we had to get when we were there. But he must have felt so gratified because I bet you everybody really enjoyed them. And he got to see that enjoyment, right? Oh, Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And his secret to making it was um, don't use too much butter. So he was not, you know, he was not like the French chef, Julia Child. <laughs> so, and then he, but then apparently Jim Cora um, told Marcy Karika Smothers that there was a secret item on the menu at the Carnation Cafe that was for cast members only. So they, if they came in before the park opened, there was Oscar's chorizo and eggs. Oh, yeah, and that and the recipe is in the Eat Light Walt um, cookbook of hers, which is also a, it's a, a it's a history book as well. And um, and he his but he said there's some secrets because he doesn't like a lot of grease in everything. So he says you have to make the chorizo slowly, and and again don't use a lot of um, grease or butter in, in the recipes. So anyway, but I thought that was it was just a lot of fun. But I thought sharing that just brought back a lot of memories and probably brought back memories of the Carnation Cafe for all of us. Mm-hmm. There, yeah. the pickles. Fried I remember pickles. you and I having you and I having fried pickles for the first time together. That's right. You introduced me to those, and now I get them when I go there every time. And that was something that Oscar said. He when you know you know how he would always visit the tables. Sometimes yeah, right. if he saw you were not. If you didn't order the pickles, he would say, okay, you didn't order the right thing. And he would go and get pickles for you. (laughs) Or if at breakfast he saw you didn't order his potatoes, he would go and get you potatoes. You just said something that reminded me. Um, One time I had gone to the Carnation Cafe and I said hi to him. He was still, 
I think he was still working there, but as an ambassador, remember like the last mm-hmm. years he was there and, and he yeah. actually came and sat down with me while I ate and kept me company and chatted with me. And he did I'll that never with, forget uh, that. Yeah. He did that with me and Carol. And then with me and then when uh, um I was there with uh, my granddaughter who's thirteen now, um she uh, yeah, he sat down with us for like twenty, thirty minutes and we just yeah. chatted. Just such a kind person. Yeah, he is kind. And and his wife, June, posts on his Facebook page like when he's going to go to the park because he loves to meet people. Aww. And so you can watch his Facebook page and then she'll let you know so that you can go and meet him. So And he loves to go to Ruby's. Um, I was going to say, or Ruby's, because he goes yeah. to Ruby's a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, but that's it for me. Okay. So. Um, going back to you were talking about the the ladies the ladies show, and I think I told Michael this story. I was driving up to Carol's service from Fresno up to where Michael is, and for some reason I put my phone on just random, and I'm halfway up to to the service, and one of the ladies shows actually pops up on my phone. Oh wow! Just out of out of the blue. Uh, luckily I was at a rest stop. I, I was like, you know, half a mile from a rest stop. I pulled over and just listened for a little bit, lost it a little bit and then continued my drive. But it's just like those, the things like that just pop up in your, in your life and like, Oh wow. Okay. How did that yeah. happen? But okay. Yeah. That meant a lot to me that you were there, Tom. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Luella, speaking of ladies show, Luella, how are you? I'm good, and I'm actually so flattered and surprised I'm here, <laughs> but I am very honored. I joined at the tail end, um, and I remember most, I really wanted to have a voice to talk about Run Disney, and um, then by that time, they got rid of Run Disney. I <laughs> 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 oh, <you> know. <laughs> um, but I... I loved um, every time I was on and I really loved doing the ladies show. And I actually still do one of the tips that Carol said. And I remember it so distinctly because it was when you have a gift card, you can put a little tape in the back and you can write the value of it when mm-hmm. you use it. So you always have an idea of how much money's on it. I was like, that is so ingenious. You know, and here we are giving tips and I'm like taking notes on her tips. <laughs> so, <laughs> I still yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, just great memories. And um, I'm very shocked. And I sometimes measure things by my kid's age. That's why I said like when um, we stopped doing it, when it was that last time, Derek was 15. And now he is um, going to be third year in college. <laughs> so it's like, oh, oh my, my gosh, it's God. third year already. Yeah, That's, yeah. And wow. So, um, yeah, he's a man already, which is so bizarre to me. Um, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, let me, you let me interject something in there. Yeah. I remember yeah. going to Disneyland when Pokemon, um, <laughs> when yeah. it first came out and it, there was this craze, right? Yeah, and I saw this 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 lady and this young boy, and they were playing the same game. So I started to stalk them <laughs> to see to to learn, and it was Luella and Derek. Yeah, how funny is that? Yeah, or Derek and then had to spend the rest of the day teaching us how to play the game because it was like, oh, yeah. how do we do this? How do we do that? He was so patient with us. Oh, he was so excited, Mary Joe. 
uh, he was showing you tips, but then you gave him a button. I remember he was like shaking. He's like, you're Mary Jo, you're Mary Jo. You know? <laughs> so um, yeah, he's a third year at USC and um, uh, it's, it's in my, I have two other boys. So I have my, my special needs boy, Dylan, who's 14 and will be starting um, his ninth grade and he's on a um, life skills track. And then my youngest, who is, was my baby, I think he was like five when I first started talking, is 11. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, um, and uh, they just grow. But it, it's, um, the last five years, you know, there's been ups and downs. The, um, I don't know if you all know, but I, um, I'm a pharmaceutical rep, and I got promoted to be a hospital rep right when the pandemic hit and oh, it's difficult to be a hospital rep when hospitals <laughs> won't let you in. So I, I saw that, um, I had that feeling that we were going to have a downsize with my company and, and we did, but luckily I'm still here. Um, luckily I got placed. Um, and those of my friends who got let go, they're placed too. So it's always a, you know, the pandemic was a, obviously something that was just very unique. Never thought I'd live to see the day to be a part of a global pandemic. But, um, you know, in the end, I'm glad that no one in my family that I really knew got really sick, um, especially my parents. And then, um, but within the five years, not due to the pandemic, I did lose my mom. So that was, Mm -hmm. that was kind of hard. Um, But, you know, I, I've always been a very positive and grateful person. And, um, and um, even through all the those little little trials and tribulations, I'm just happy to still be here, um, still married to Joe. And we're ever since everything started to open up. Um, I can, if you follow me on Facebook, you can see I've been quite busy. And that's only because everything that was supposed to happen in 20 and 2021 are all of a sudden happening now in 2022. All, all your tickets are good now. <laughs> yeah, all my tickets. So it's like it's just been really crazy. Like I had. Comic-Con tickets that were meant for 2020 it happened this year. D23 is going to happen this year. Star Wars celebrations can happen this year. So people are like, my God, you're doing so much. I go, these were all, so, I would never do this much in one year. This is all <laughs> supposed to happen 2020 and 2021. <laughs> and and all the all the places where you get your your birthday freebies are all reopened. Oh my God, you are the queen. <laughs> yes. So I'm the queen of birthday freebies. Actually, um, I also hit a big number last year. I, I hit um, my the 50, and um, it was a weird time because nothing was really open. It was hard open. for you to say. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that too. <laughs> yeah, well, um, I, it's just that when I turned 50, like it was still kind of pandemic, like not everyone is vaccinated, and I felt weird celebrating. But I was like, man, yeah, I'm turning 50. I'm celebrating. <laughs> and you know you just and um and the whole like birthday thing i i don't know i get into some crazy things it makes me laugh so i was like i gotta get 51 freebies and i'm at 50 right now i have one more left to catch oh my gosh that's so cool (laughs) so so i do these things because i think life is um it's kind of what you make out of it you know and um and like i said i just i know i despite everything but some of the challenges that I'm very blessed and I don't take that for granted so I'm happy to be here I'm happy to join in all of you I I have listened to you guys and not you know and just been in awe and so now and to be at the table is just really awe-inspiring for me oh so, yeah <laughs> 
All right. I love seeing Great pictures of um, <laughs> Luella and her family because they they're they're all in. So you're a good influence. Uh -huh. I see pictures of you and your husband Joe. Oh, he gets dressed up too, and and yep. he's so much fun. And so is the rest of your family. So um, thanks for sharing those because I sure get a kick out of seeing those pics. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad you don't think I'm weird, but that's okay. No. <laughs> she didn't say that. No, I, I, would, I would never say that because I don't believe it. But on my on my cubicle whiteboard, and it was funny because Patty and Alex actually saw it. I have, it's a good day to be alive. And underneath, uh, I yeah. put Carol Bowling. Mm -hmm. So so I, I figure that you're living that, Luella, you know? Yes, yes. Oh, and I got, oh, I got three, I got uh, two new nephews and a niece. So um, I'm excited about that little babies around. <laughs> I, have a, I have a grand cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. So cute. <laughs> yes, yes, she is. Oh, I'm sure. All right, <laughs> let's move on. Um, let's talk about... Some of our favorite memories of podcasts, whether it be actual things we talked about or things behind the scenes. Um, <clears throat> I was so we, we had talked about last night how I used to have a color coded spreadsheet for the last, I don't know, five years of the show where we could see who whose segment it was and, and everything. So I was looking at that. And it rem reminded me how we started as every other week, uh, broadcasting every three shows every other week. And then we went to, to three shows every week, but we weren't recording every week. We were rec still recording every other week. So we would record on a Sunday night. We would record five, sometimes six shows back to back to back and we got very punchy <laughs> yes yep but yeah i mean some of my favorite favorite times recording is when we finally switched over and we were doing that the live mixler feed and just being able to have immediate interaction with listeners was it just it, it seemed like it changed things. I don't know. It was. It was That's so it was advanced back then. So futuristic. It's it so futuristic oh, and advanced oh, yeah. back then. <laughs> oh my god! And of course, that all was the uh, beginning of the blue hour. So, yeah, oh yeah. We didn't. I don't know that we talked about it that much, but we would leave the feed on because we would record two shows, and we would leave the feed on between the shows. And so the the people that on Mixler got a little little behind the scenes stuff, but um, <laughs> it's kind of like the Patreon show for the the Walt Disney yeah, World folks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, where was Patreon, Tom? When we when we and right? come on, yeah, why didn't you start getting people to pay and give us a little like a heart <laughs> plus five dollars? <laughs> wasn't around when we when we did it. But we we made some real friends out of that mixler. I remember. I mean, there's there's too many to name. Um, but we did make some really good friends. Yeah. We had some really good listeners. I used to call them our our fact checkers because we might say something and immediately they would look it up and they would say, well, actually it's this. And we were able to to um, have a really even more relevant show because of that. 
they really were, I don't know, it just seems like they were that, that extra, you know, you always have a, what, a number 12 member on that in the Seattle right. team. I kind of feel that they were part of our team in that respect. Who I is like the, the person? Reference. Thank you. Who is the, the person that, that like never was always upset if we gave spoilers out? So I would like tease him mercilessly. <laughs> was that Mark Lake? <laughs> I don't remember. I, uh, but, I don't oh, remember he would get so way. upset. Oh, in the in the <laughs> live chat. So I would make up stuff. I have to say when Michael would do the auction, if you remember, and would say, oh, here's, I have something picked out for oh. each of you, just like you just did it, where you reminded me of that when you're doing the ice cream. Mm -hmm. And I now yeah. look at that whenever it's online, I look and it's hard to not look at it and hear your voice reading every description as I'm looking ah. at all those things. Cause in my mind, that's like your thing that you had for us. And so whenever I'm looking at the, I forget what the name of the gallery is. And I know you will know, but oh, every time I'm looking Van at it, yes, Oh, I want that. Or wait, that's so we, 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 we've been waiting four and a half years to tell, to hear how our auctions went. <laughs> December 2017. That's right. Cause we, oh my gosh. I, I never the, came that back. That was the last one. Yeah. Last thing on, on show 729. Yeah. He left us hanging. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I oh, listened to that, just that last bit of it last night to see oh, how I My fun was always the big segments we do. Like, Mary, remember Mary Jo when you and I went to go see um, oh, what was Charles Phoenix and, and listen to his talk about historic Disneyland? And then we oh, yeah. go yeah. And then and then Tony's runs, the early time. Yeah, that's when I used to was run our runner. for a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, I don't. I, I haven't done that recently, but well, I used to wait for him here, and yay. And we tease you about how you dressed up as Tinkerbell. Yeah, I made yeah. the skirt. I made the skirt. <laughs> but see, now in twenty twenty two, it's not. Who cares? Yeah, that's right. I should have. Yeah. I made a big deal out of nothing. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that I thought was interesting, and I stole the idea whenever I did try to bring the sports thing, like the, the, the top 60, you know, the March Madness, is then, of course, after the show, everything has a March Madness. Yes, 60, even the D23 does it. Like sandwiches, mm -hmm. superheroes, any, like, best cars. And I went, okay, even though I stole it, too. It's just funny that <laughs> it just certain things that, and also even if you think of just podcasts in general, now like they're yeah. it's yeah. out of control. And I thought it was kind of out of control. Like I felt like we were more niche back then. And I'm just talking about. I just made up a word. I'm not talking about just Disney, but just some people got it. I remember Pete talking about that way, way, way back about trying to explain to people what it was. Now you don't have I to remember, that. I didn't know what it was when you first started it. And then you're you're I remember I think you said, you know, to just trust you. And we did. And that ended up being some of my most fun segments for me just because of the interaction we all had, you know, talking up which attractions or whatever it was we were voting on. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, that was fun. I never yeah, I never thought we would have so much discussion that we did on the different things that they had at the parks. And you came up with a different topic every year. 
that was so we were running good. out after a while. I appreciate. It. I wasn't trying to get yeah. anything, but I was really like, okay, this is there's only so far we can go, especially Disneyland versus like Disney World, where there's so much just more content and stuff, like in terms of restaurants things like that. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, like I and that was also just ways for me, like oh, okay, I got to come up with a segment. Darn it. Okay, what can I do <laughs> so I don't actually have to? And everyone can tell. I, I did not work, I will admit, as hard as Michael did. So I was like, okay, what do I got to do? What do I figure out something? What can I do? What can I do? I can't eat because now I don't live and I'm flying all over the place like we used to do. Um, one of the other things is I still can't ever say, whenever I say fresh, I'm very, um, <laughs> pro- I'm very self-conscious about it. Like even now I think of that whenever I say, like if I'm just talking with Tori, that's who she is, and like, Oh, this is fresh. And then in the back of my head, I've got like Nancy making fun of me. And oh, man, I can't say that word. Like I almost have a trigger with that word now because that was always the word I would I would say. Well, I can't when I make guacamole or order it or something. I always think of Mary Jo because I'd always want her to say it. <laughs> Go ahead and say it, Mary Jo. Guacamole. I, I actually, um, some of our friends gave me some guacamole earrings. <laughs> and I wear those, and of course, I think of our whole show and friends wearing them, and it's just, I don't know, it's just special. It makes I me rem- smile. Yeah, I remember our live meets, like, uh, like, I remember our first meetup, and I think it was for the D23 Expo or something, and we had a meetup, wasn't it, at the Hearthstone Lounge, the outside area? Yes. Yeah. And I remember I was a wreck, because I'm an introvert. Like, when I teach and all that... I take on the role of a teacher who's an extrovert and it's a whole acting thing for me. So I was a wreck going down there and then, and Carol was telling me, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And then we're going down in the elevator and we're just chatting and someone immediately says, you're Michael Bowling. And that was (laughs) the first time I was recognized by my voice. Now it, it, it happens a little more often, but, um, I remember going there and we had that meetup. I was so drained from it emotionally. I had to go back to our room and um, I had to lay down because <laughs> I was so wiped out. But then remember when the Diz used to do the Give Kids the World um, meets to raise money yeah. for them? And we yeah. had that that um, Diz meet, the, the Southwestern Oh, yeah. Wonderful listeners that put that together. That was so fun. That was. And then we we went went to to the the Grand Grand Canyon Canyon together. Yeah. We did. You guys guys may not know this. So one of the the events that had been planned was a trip to the Grand Canyon. And it didn't happen because I I don't think there were enough people. So they couldn't justify the cost, etc. So that kind of went one of the reasons michael made that he ma- i mean it was he had to fly from sacramento to, to phoenix and it was a big deal so i thought oh my gosh michael's coming out here i'm going to make sure he goes to the grand canyon so nancy michael and i left phoenix at six o'clock in the morning we yep. went to the grand canyon for a few hours mm-hmm. um we drove michael okay. back to phoenix I drove Nancy back to Burbank. I got home at five o'clock Monday morning. <laughs> it was so, so I was wow. For 23 hours. Oh, oh my, my goodness. 
That's crazy. I had to, yeah, I don't think I could do it today. I'm too old. But back then, but it was just the energy and, and the, you know, just the friendship we wanted to do. I, I'm so glad we yeah. did it because it was a heck of an adventure and it sure is a heck of a story now. Yeah. But um, yeah. I had a, a meeting to go to that day at 11. So I, I think I went straight to bed and woke up and went to work, went to the meeting and then came back home. <laughs> and then I slept for, for the rest of the day or something like that. But wow, I don't think crazy. I ever told you guys that. No, about no. That. So that's amazing. And Nancy, Nancy's job was to keep me away from the road. Yeah, and that was really hard. <laughs> but, yeah. um, and we stopped off fun. somewhere to have burgers because everybody said you had to eat there for the cheese curds. I had no idea what cheese curds were. Yeah, I think we all tried them for the first time there. Yeah, and I have not. I've had them before I haven't since had, I had Wisconsin experience. Yeah, I have not had them since. So that lets me know how impressed I was. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, what, deep fried cheese or something? I don't know. But the curd, it doesn't have to be deep fried. The curd is something that comes when when they make the cheese, but then it's turned into fried. I did live in Florida for a little bit, so I got to eat some of this stuff. Yeah, but you can get them everywhere. But the curd itself... Right, Nancy yep. is just yep. the I don't know. It's, it's just a, a you buy a can you buy a, a container of curds at the cheese store. <laughs> yeah. Yes, at Sprouts I saw them the other day, so they do exist out here. Not deep fried. Actually, in your neck of the woods, there's a cheese place somewhere in between Fresno and Sacramento. There's a a cheese factory, and they they actually sell curds. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Road trip. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah I did right. that on my first chicken road trip when I went and stayed to Tom and Christie's with all my chickens in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that was uh, quite the fun trip, too. I tell you, we've, like- we've taken advantage of each other several times and all the, the fact that we're from all points of California. <laughs> Wait, so like like I went. Right. I went straight to Tom's house when I moved out here and needing to look for an apartment. I'm like, OK, Tom. I, oh, he's still got stuff in his garage. Well, yeah, you it's still have, well. Not, it's, not, it's not my garage anymore. Okay, Christy has some stuff of mine still yes. in her garage. But you have the bed and couch, so I guess that's even, because I think I have my old Prius stereo in there, so. Well, now that we've all caught up, you know, Craig, this was just like going back five years and being yeah. back with the team again. Um, all those, you know, all the zaniness and the, the fun and camaraderie and the affection we have for each other. It was really like we just picked up, like we had just finished recording the last episode a week ago. This was so nice. So what we're going to do next week is we're going to talk about more recent goings on at Disneyland. You know, what are our thoughts on um, things that are happening currently things that are happening in the future what do we think of magic keys and also um and some of our recent trip experiences that we've had so join the disneyland team again next week on um, connecting with walt but now it's time for this week in disney history you know craig since um 
that go behind the stage here, behind backstage, we uh, folks probably figured since you were on your um, California adventures out here that we 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 pre-recorded several shows, mm-hmm. so in advance. So I have no memory whatsoever of who goes first. So do you have a do you know or do you have a preference? Uh, I honestly do not remember either, and I don't have a preference, so I will leave that up to you. Okay. Well, let me go first, because mine is sort of short. Okay. And all that. And this is actually August 1st, 1958. This is when Disneyland sponsored Disney Night at the Hollywood Bowl in California, and it was, you know, music from the films and things like that. But the highlight of the show started a Disney tradition that continues in Disney castle parks around the world. The show's highlight is a 1,000-foot glide over the audience by Helen. Um, her nickname was Tiny Klein. Um, and she was dressed as Tinkerbell, and this was her very first flight. And she had been an aerialist for Wrinkling Brothers Barnum and Bailey Circus and you know, done a number of performances with her. Her, her husband had passed by this time, but they were performers in the circus. Walt remembered this. I mean, this like brought the house down, this performance of her flying over the Hollywood Bowl. Walt remembered this. And three years later, when they were doing the fireworks shows and the Matterhorn was built, he hired her to appear nightly at Disneyland to do her part in Tinkerbell's magical flight. She glided down a wire. Well, I always would tell, I would tell guests that it um, really that the wire is there to help her see in the night, to to guide her in her flight because it's so dark. But um, she would she would get on that Sleeping Beauty castle, go down that glide wire um, uh, connecting th- th- connected to the Matterhorn, where cast members were standing with literally a mattress to uh, cushion her fall and all that. And then, then later, a- an artificial tree was built that had a mattress on it and a platform that she would um, glide into. You know how old she was when she started this? No, how old? 71 years old. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that amazing? I can't imagine. I'm barely walking now because I, I injured my back picking up my breakfast tray last week to come up to my uh, my study to start my work day. I mean, there's no way now I could slide, you know, fly across Disneyland. But, yeah, 71. And um, she retired from playing Tinkerbell in 1964, but she was scheduled to return as Tinkerbell that year, but was diagnosed with stomach cancer and passed away before coming out of retirement. But she started the, the tradition, her and Walt Disney, of Tinkerbell flying over the castle. And of course, at Disneyland, the flight is now much more grand because she goes back and forth and circles the castle and... And we've had um, we've had Dumbo fly across, which I thought was fantastic. Mm. We have Zero fly in, uh, over the castle at Halloween time from Nightmare Before Christmas. So it's a it's a wonderful, wonderful treat and tradition. I always look forward, yeah. it, you know, to that flight. It's the highlight of watching fireworks at Disneyland, and I'm not saying like the the fireworks shows aren't good, but. Uh, yeah, I, I I forget how 
good it is. Like, I forgot with Disneyland Forever, a show that I'm not as enamored with as I was during the 60th anniversary celebration. Mm -hmm. But, like, I forgot that Nemo flew during that show. And for the short Pixar Fest, when they had uh, Buzz Lightyear and then Carl Fredrickson's house from up Mm -hmm. flying across there. And it's just it's so cool how they utilize that in the show like it's we can say whatever we want about walt disney world fireworks being so much better but at the end of the day our tinkerbell literally just zip lines down into Mm -hmm. tomorrowland uh it's not it's not the show that is with disneyland and fireworks and uh just uh, such uh, it's such a cool thing and it's so cool to hear you know all the roots of it yeah, yeah, and it's amazing. I mean, she was quite a woman, and um, so yeah, that's neat. And also shows how Walt remembered things. And they always said that about him. Walt would just file things away in his head, and then would bring out these ideas, you know, days, months, years later, um, when you know when the time was right. Yeah, so that's awesome. Yeah, what about you? Well, mine is also on the short side, but I always uh, love thinking about this attraction since I never got to experience it and the one that followed. But uh, on August 6th of 1961, that was when the terrible Flying Saucers attraction opened (laughs) in Tomorrowland. Uh, I loved it when I was a boy, when it worked. Exactly. And that was the whole problem was, of course, you know, people who went to Cars Land when it first opened up, uh, hopefully got to experience Luigi flying tires, which Mm -hmm. was the next iteration of the flying saucers. And uh, much like much like the flying saucers that closed after five years because it never worked. uh, Luigi's flying tires also closed uh, very, very quickly. Those things are just too heavy, those fine tires. If they had been, I think, with the better um, airflow technology, I think if they had the light flying saucers again, it would have worked. It very well could have. (laughs) But they made these big, giant, heavy things that you could barely maneuver. I never got to go on it because it never worked. I was fascinated Mm -hmm. with the attraction and I always wanted to do it because I remembered watching, you know, old episodes of, uh, you know, Disneyland, your host, Walt Disney, wonderful world of uh, color. And, you know, I I remember distinctly flying saucers with Mm -hmm. it and just always was like, why didn't this stay around? And then finally had a chance to experience something like it, but it just never worked for the short yeah. time that I had a chance. That being said, I I love the current attraction that is I do Luigi's. Uh, it I is do so too. much fun. But it is. It's it's just a delight. It, it, you you can't help but smile mm-hmm. when you're on it. But, yeah, I think it's always important to remember the flying saucers and uh, Luigi's flying tires. Just uh, I agree. A, a big a big head scratcher for attractions at Disneyland over the year that could have been so cool if they just worked right. Yeah, yeah. And, it, yeah, and they were over near um, sort of near the Matterhorn area, um, a little behind it, closer to maybe um, space where the Space Mountain resides today. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of fun. 
but I was I was very slight for my age. I was really skinny, and so I had a hard time maneuvering them because I just didn't have the weight on those flying saucers. So and um, so you you had to have another person in there to sort of help you. Yeah. When I was a boy, and it took a long time to load them in and load them and gather them up and all that. And so I'm just jealous you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to be an old man. <laughs> like I am. You're a youngster. Well, I know probably listeners already know this, but you made a you were out here in California having all kinds of adventures, exploring our national parks, going on a backstage magic um adventure, but you have to officially announce it on this show as well. You and Kylie have you made a big announcement in a wonderful way in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle. Yeah, we uh, we are expecting our first child in November. So it's been a, a very long process for us. And we are so happy that we are going to be parents very soon. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it just, uh, you know, it... Obviously, we've known for a little bit of time since I think I just said that it's going to be uh, November. Um, but it, it was one of those things where you're out in California and, you know, being at Disneyland and on the backstage magic, having that opportunity to take photos in front of Sleeping Beauty Castle with no one else there. Uh, it just like it all clicked and decided they, you know, it's it, it was time and to to let everyone else in on the secret plus the fact that you know Kylie couldn't just hide the lower half of her body forever uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh no we're we're very 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 excited and uh, cannot wait for the wild ride that's <laughs> about that's to, to be in front of us yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm very happy for you. You both are going to be great parents. And I suspected it because in our last show, you sort of slipped up and you caught yourself. And then you say, I, I don't know, you started out by saying something about having children or starting a family. And then you started out and then suddenly you stopped and said, if we decide to have a family. Yeah. And I thought, wait a minute, <laughs> you've been talking about, at least we have off air, have been talking about it for years. And I thought, okay, they are pregnant. (laughs) And I thought, okay, they're just biding their time. So I wasn't going to put you on the spot, either on air or off air. But I knew it. And so I was just waiting for the announcement. Well, um, I I appreciate it. And thank you so much for the kind words about it. I mean, we're we're obviously nervous, like anyone else would be. Oh, of course. And uh, just trying to figure it all out but you know what it's uh it, it's something that we've wanted for a long time and yeah. i just i can't i can't wait for a new challenge in my life that's not work and uh, yes well, just uh, hopefully this is the they, ultimate <laughs> it, it is and hopefully they uh take more after kylie than me uh because i it, it tests my patience for sure but um you know what whatever happens 
it's perfectly oh, you, fine. We're gonna you get know what the parents you know what the parents curse is. I hope you have a child that's given me as many problems as you have. You know, so. yeah, <laughs> I I I know they will give. They will probably be end up being more problematic than I am, and that's okay as long as they're more successful than I am. <laughs> that's that's all that matters to me. So, uh, smarter, more successful, and I'll be happy. So, anyway, well, that's well, that's great. It'll be wonderful. It'll be an adjustment for your dogs. Yeah, they're they're already <laughs> struggling just with the not being able to jump all over her, and uh, and you know it's it's kind of hard when we have done nothing but we're the we're the crazy people who will pick our dogs up and squeeze them and pull them over on the couch. And so, uh, it's been a, it's been a lot of pushing away lately and them not mm-hmm. understanding why, why I do all of that, but she doesn't really. So, uh, we're, we're dealing with all the adjustments with it, but yeah. it's, it's going to be fun. I cannot wait. And, I, and I'm happy to hear you said first child, because I always joke with parents. You don't really know parenting until you have more than one. Because when you have one, if something is broken or missing or spilt, you know who did it. Yeah. <laughs> when there's two <laughs> or more, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I never thought about that. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's very true. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of the high besides that the announcement, what were some of your other highlights? I know you, we don't want to go too much in the backstage magic because we don't want to spoil it for people because there's so many surprises. We don't want to yeah. spoil it for people. But you you also took vacations and things like that too. Yeah, no, I um I we knew that this was going to be our last big uh trip before she won't be able to travel anymore and so the original plan was let's go to hawaii and uh, unfortunately when we were you know planning this all out and trying to figure out flights and stuff that was when gas prices were at their highest and everything just seemed more expensive and that was a no-go so we decided to kind of switch and say well let's go see some national parks out in California and start to knock those off our bucket list because we do want to get around to, to all 63 of them. And if we've only done two together up until uh, this, this trip. So we really need to start uh, working through a lot of them. So we went to Channel Islands National Park, which is uh, just off the coast of uh, Ventura, California and just mm-hmm. about an hour and a half outside of Los Angeles, something I highly recommend doing. It was such a cool experience. Uh, we went to Joshua Tree, which I know a lot of people add on. Mm-hmm. It's like plans around Disneyland, which never disappoints. I mean, it was 113 degrees when we were in there, uh, so <laughs> oh, it was a little hot, but <laughs> it, uh, it it still was uh, it, it's still something that. Uh, you can see it in multiple seasons and it will always impress you. Uh, then we, we jumped on the adventure and it was your typical adventures by Disney backstage magic trip with a couple days in Hollywood and then moving to Disneyland and finishing off the trip there. Uh, and then after the trip, we drove up uh, Tom Bell's way to uh, Sequoia in Kings Canyon national parks. And uh, that was two days basically cut off from cell phone service 
which was Mm -hmm. something we were not prepared for. I mean, we knew we wouldn't have cell service, but also the hotel was supposed to have good Wi-Fi, and they didn't. So uh, if you're one of the people who looks for the show immediately on on Fridays, it it did not come Friday because we (laughs) we did not have anything. Like, I I sent one text to my mom saying, like, we're safe. It's the only thing that made it through. Uh, But uh, then we wrapped up things with Yosemite, which was half of the nightmare because if you've watched the news in this time period, uh, you know that Yosemite is on fire. Yeah, Mariposa has a huge fire. Yeah, I was wondering if you saw the smoke or anything from that. We saw no smoke. And the worst part is the hotel we booked was about 10 minutes south of the uh, the south entrance that takes you in through Mariposa and all that way. Since we were in California already and we were doing stuff with Disneyland and, and the other parks, we didn't bother looking at like what was actually closed in Yosemite. And so we we go to leave Sequoia and we're driving through Fresno. And that's when we, we look on you know google maps and see like well where do we need to go and it's like well it's our hotel's here but it's taking us all the way around to the side because our entrance into yosemite was completely closed so we had to drive like an hour and a half around to get into the next closest entrance and now as we're sitting here recording it the hilarious part is that entrance that we would have been close to has opened and the one that we were going in through is now closed because the fire shifted. So it's like we we had terrible timing on that, but uh, an absolute beautiful park. And I highly recommend if you're able to to go around and see all of the uh, the national parks in California, specifically the ones I mentioned, absolutely do it. But oh, yeah. uh, in terms of uh, the ABD in that portion, Honestly, the trip, I will never give away any of the secrets I know we have before on shows, and it's something that they do change every time, so you never know what you'll get. So uh, it's 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 best to not really go into it, but I'll say there was, in one day, we had two, three incredible experiences right in a row. Um I finally got to go inside the Chinese theater because the last times I've done the the trip, it was when they would only tour the El Cap. And mm-hmm. uh, so I got to step foot finally after years inside the Chinese theater. And that just took my breath away. Uh, so gorgeous to the, the point that uh, Kylie and I ended up going to see Thor Love and Thunder that night in it because I needed to see something in, in that theater. And uh, so we did that in the morning. And then we went and did our tour of Henson, which was pretty much normal, except for the fact that Lisa Henson, uh, who runs the Jim Henson Company and is the daughter of Jim Henson, you know, sister of Brian Henson, she was there on the lot that day. So she came out and said hi to our group and and took a picture with all of us. And it was like, you know, it felt like you were there with Henson royalty 
because we quite literally were. And then we left there to go to lunch at the Tam O'Shanter and found out that uh, we were having lunch there with Floyd Norman and then also Tanya McKnight Norris, who has made the wallpaper for the Haunted Mansion and did a lot of the decorating for New Orleans Square. And like I got to sit down and talk to her for... I'd say it was probably 10, 15 minutes straight that we just talked. And because I didn't really want to bother Floyd because, you know, we were lucky enough to have him on the show way, way back when. And Mm -hmm. we took up plenty of his time back then. I wanted other people on the tour to, to be able to get to chat with him. And so I got to talk to Tanya for like 15 minutes straight and just the sweetest lady with the coolest stories because she actually got to travel with Walt to New Orleans. To like, yes. pick out antiques and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, oh, we're, we're and, most and likely going to have be, her on the show. So. Yeah, she got, and she got to be good friends with them, with Lillian especially. Because I've seen her speak at the Walt Disney Family Museum. And yeah, she has some terrific stories. So yeah, we definitely have to have her on the show. Yeah, so... great. Yeah, those those were those were probably all the highlights of of the trip for me that that I can talk about. And we we flew out of San Francisco, which I know is close by to you, but unfortunately, we were only there for a very very short amount of time. But uh, we 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 will be back to San Francisco. I know that for sure. And the biggest question I got from everyone was did you go to the walt disney family museum <laughs> we were there on a tuesday and it's one of the days of the week that it's closed so they uh, have very limited hours now they only used to be closed mondays yeah. but now they're closed several days in a week yeah we probably if uh, i guess right now they're closed monday through wednesday and open thursday through sunday and if we would have if we would have been able to extend one more day and been able to go to the museum, I absolutely would have tried to make that possible and tried to sync it up with you that we could all go together. But mm-hmm. it was when the museum was closed and then I was like, oh, maybe we can go see a Giants game and then found out that the Giants were down you know, they were off for the all-star break. So some of them were down, I guess, in Los Angeles, where we had just come from. And it was like one thing after another. It's like, this isn't open. That's not open. This isn't good. And so it was like, you know what? We'll just take the, we'll, we'll take the lesson that life is throwing at us and just say, like, we'll get a highlight of San Francisco. And we know we need to be able to come back in the future and see the city the right way. And it's a, uh, you know, it, it's a city. I'll say that for sure. Uh, very, very unique. And we'll be back to see what we missed, but there are definitely parts of that city. I will not be back in. So. Yes. Yes. It's um, it has changed a lot and yeah. for not for the better. Yeah. We, uh, yeah. we, we got into there from Yosemite at like, to our hotel at the airport at like uh, I think it was around nine o'clock ish and then like showered and uh, kind of rearranged our luggage so we'd be ready to to leave and then we we're like 10 o'clock hit we're like well let's go get food and the first I just found a quick place that was open to like 2 a.m. It's like we'll go there uh, and come to later find out that that was smack dab in the tenderloin district oh my gosh so what we did not stop we uh we kept (laughs) driving and we're like there's three other locations of this restaurant around the city 
let's try another one. And the next one was, you know, smack dab in the middle of Union Square. And it's like, okay, this we we can stop here. <laughs> this is mm-hmm. this is fine. But uh yeah, we drove down a back alley in the Tenderloin district where I think I ran through three stop signs and uh and maybe even through a, a traffic light, but I don't regret it one bit. <laughs> so that's a rough it was always rough. It's really bad now. Yeah, it was so, it, with with your pregnant wife in your car. <laughs> you yeah, kind of. You kind of feel like a jerk when the one thing she was saying is, "I hear it might be a little dangerous in San Francisco." I'm like, no, it's it, you just you got to know where to go. And first thing I did was take us to what literally could have been the worst place we could have been to. Yeah, so yeah. it's fun, fun stuff. So, well, I'm glad you got through it. I'll look forward to when you come back. We can get together at the museum, and maybe I can even arrange for us to have wine tasting at Lasseter Winery. Oh, yeah. No, that, that would I be great. Very much look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, well, you know, a, a rumor hit the interwebs today. It started from, um, I think, if folks who know Jim Hill. Um, another Disney historian. Supposedly, I've not listened to the show, but what's the buzz is, that, and so I wanted to get your take on this, if you've even heard this, Craig, that um, supposedly uh, our, our friend Bob Chapek and Josh DeMauro are considering changing the name of Walt Disney World to Disney World. I, I, you, I d- did see this, yeah. Do you even think they are? this is a serious possibility? Well, so here's here's the tough part. I I found out about this. I think it was towards the end of our Walt Disney World show. So then it came up as a conversation point in our Patreon after show, mm-hmm. and I you know I hate saying it out loud because I disagree with the fact that it should ever happen. I think that this entire show is reason why it should never happen. Uh, I, I see them doing it though. I honestly see them doing it for a lot of reasons, from merchandising to making it more in line with what people already call Walt Disney World, just shortening it to Disney World. I even I even said in the after shows, like it's it wouldn't surprise me if they just tried to shorten it to Disney and make it officially we're going to Disney and just completely cut out the branding of World. Uh, and you know, I I just then they can also. Even though they're building the Walt statue, the Dreamer statue, and they have Walt in all these places, they can also distance themselves more from Walt in that way and say, well, it's not about Walt anymore. It's now about it's about everything else that is Disney, and it's a world of Disney in that way. So it's just there are so many there's so many pieces on the wall that let me think that that's what they're going to do but they absolutely should never do it and i hope someone steps in and says don't even think about this the backlash i think would be horrible and um and and to do it in when we're celebrating the 100 years of the founding of the company i mean that's and you know the the big scandal out here what was happening when you were there was, you know, the July 17th, 67th anniversary of the park. They didn't run Walt's speech, opening day speech. And there was really no explanation given as to why they cut it out of the celebration. But people were really upset by that. Yeah, so, I didn't know that, uh, that happened. That's, I don't get that at all. 
I don't know. And I, I'm, I am concerned about are they trying to distance themselves from Walt in this age where um, patriotism and all that is not quite as valued by some. And um, so uh, this would be terrible. This is probably something where I would I would protest and I'm not a protester, but this if they changed Walt Disney World just to Disney World. So um, that would be horrible. Even if people call it that, it's still the name of the resort. And it's what Roy wanted to honor the founder of the company. And um, and I I think it would just be terrible. At the end of the day, people are still going to go no matter what you call it. So Mm -hmm. just you can call it Disney World if you want to on all the marketing, everything. Call it whatever you want to call it. But make the official title still Walt Disney World. No one yeah. that that's all you have to do, but uh, who knows. It it honestly it it could even be as dumb as starting from Bob Chapek or anyone saying, "You know what? We we have to say everything the correct way when we're giving speeches and stuff. I really don't want to say Walt Disney World anymore. I want to say Disney World." So let's just shorten it to Disney World. Like that wouldn't even surprise me. I I, I just it's it's baffling. It's baffling with, that it could even be a thought in any of their heads. I know. It's and with all the stumbles that they've made this last year or so, well since Bob Chapek took over to do this, it's like where what are they thinking? Yeah. So. It it just shows they have no they would have no uh no insight to what any fans think or they officially don't care what fans think. And and, and I do think that it's good. Yeah, and I, I do. I do, I'm starting to feel they really don't care about what fans think and the guest experience. So any longer, or it's not a priority. Yeah, which is so. hilarious because that's how you know on the movie division of it, it's it's built on that fan base, not just one-off people seeing movies. It's on fans who want to see the same movie over and over and over again. But then when it comes to theme parks, it almost seems like it's the opposite. Like, oh, who cares about the actual fans? Let's get people yeah. who haven't been before. Let's let's go in that direction. And and their last couple of films have not performed well. Lightyear, I think they're going to officially lose money on it. And I think what this weekend... Thor Love and Thunder is projected to at least break even. And that's like a month into its release, which for a Marvel film is, that's not typical. Yeah, so. it's not. And I mean, it's just, the reviews weren't great for it. I I, mm-hmm. I guess I'm biased. It might have just been the fact that I got to see it in the Chinese theater, mm-hmm. but I, I loved it. We had a great time with it. But uh, yeah, no, it's... It, it was one of those surprising things where I I didn't want to see what any friends were saying about it, read any reviews on it. I just wanted to wait till I saw it. And, you know, I was very also adamant about I did not like the trailers and did not I did like neither. the direction. And so mm-hmm. I walked out of it happy with it and then, you know, was kind of shocked when everyone's like, oh, this was not good. Like, what do you, do we see the same movie? But you know what? It's yeah. it's fun to actually be in the minority on that for once, because usually I'm the one scratching my head saying, what the heck did you watch? Like, what? I know. And, and I'm the one saying, oh, I really loved it. <laughs> but um, like Luca and you know, things like that. But um, 
I have not seen it just because it the trailers turned me off to it. And I have seen every Marvel movie in the theater opening weekend. Thor, when I was a boy growing up, read every one of the comic books. And I don't know. I, I it just didn't intrigue me. But now that you tell me you like it, you know, maybe I will go into the theater. Yeah. I see it. So my only problem that I have, and this was the the way they were kind of pushing Thor inevitably through this entire series, is that he's starting to turn into like a Homer Simpson. Where I don't like that. I I hate how they treat the Thor character in the films. It's like they make him whatever they want him to be. There's no continuity with his personality from film to film. And I, I will give you, he was definitely, he was over the top in the first movie and still not really likable in, in Dark World. I, I feel like his his best balance was in the first Avengers movie. And yeah, I love Ragnarok. I think that's a great movie mm-hmm. and he's a bit oafish in that. But like now it's like he's like fully, fully goofy in it and that's like the oh. one thing that detracted me from it but uh, christian bale was awesome in this as the villain which isn't a surprise because christian bale is just incredible and i i thought i thought enough of the supporting cast uh filled it out to to kind of even out um even out how goofy Thor has become as a character, but uh, it's, you know, it's not perfect, but I thought, I thought it was a fun popcorn movie. Okay. Well, we'll see. Although now you make me nervous about the Thor character. So, (laughs) all right. Well, just to let folks know, if you are in Linwood, Seattle, or Linwood, Washington, near Seattle, this coming weekend, going to the Pacific Northwest Mouse Meet, I will be there. So um, please be sure to walk up and say hello. I'm looking forward to that. And I'm sure we'll I'll be talking about the event in um, some upcoming episodes. If you're not able to be there, I'll, I'll bring you there virtually. So, so, Craig, until next time, how can our listeners connect with you? Uh, as always, you can find me on the different shows I'm on, on the Diz Unplugged. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Teleclaster. And you can email me, Craig, at DisneyInfo.com. Uh, what about you, Michael? I'm hoping for good news here. <laughs> I do. I have a new email <laughs> account with the Diz. Um, it's Michael Bowling at DisneyInfo.com where you can email me. Twitter, I'm at mbowling121. Facebook, I'm michaelbowling-connectingwithwalt. And Instagram, I'm michaelbowlingthediz. And you can connect with me and Craig on Twitter at connectingwalt. If you'd like to listen to more shows on the history of Walt Disney, his studios, his Imagineers, and Disneyland, check out our Disneyland podcast archives. For my Disney history episodes on the link Craig includes in our show notes or disneyunplugged.com. I look for past episodes of Connecting with Walt on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Pandora, and Amazon podcasts, where you can subscribe to our show and leave some positive reviews and ratings when possible. So thank you for making us a part of your day. And remember, I only hope that we don't lose sight of one thing that was all started by a man, Walt Disney, and his brother Roy. (laughs) 